What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 373 of the Hot Tags of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and my co-host, as always, is Robert DeFelice. Hello, Tony. It is January 22nd. How are you on this fine... Uh, the day just broke, actually. Happy Tuesday, Tony. <laughs> on this fine 22nd. I am... I'm good enough. <laughs> That's all that matters, right? I'm still alive. Uh, how are all you doing? Make sure you leave your comments below and tell us what you got in mind. Make sure that you also tell us what you think of the topics that we're going to be addressing here tonight, because we are going to be breaking down some of the hot tags, the, uh, the rumors, the gossip, the bullshit, the scuttlebutt, whatever the hell we want to talk about that went down. And we were going into this with not a whole lot of ideas. And then we realized there were actually were a lot more things that happened this week. And we just kind of forgot about them, which is strange. Maybe that's because we didn't do the uh, Smack Talk on Wednesday, like we did that pre-recording. Maybe that kind of threw us off or something, I don't know. I would not be surprised. Yeah. When you get a routine, you know, and then this whole routine's going to go out of whack with the World's Collide tournament this week, but, you know, we'll we'll be back to somewhat normal next week. Next week, by the way, everybody, uh, just at the start of this, mailbag. That's happening next week, so send in those questions. Anyway. All right. Before we get into that, let's just uh, start going into the hot tags and let's talk about something that we've kind of vaguely touched upon here and there when we've talked about all elite wrestling and uh, the possibility of different people jumping over and jumping ship, so to speak. We know that there's a little bit more rumor and speculation surrounding two different groups now, one of them being the revival which we've all talked about in the past as being like one of the main go-to people that we think are going to leave. And Mike and Maria Canellis, uh, with the revival, they actually have more strict evidence to this with a trademark that the, um, I think it was Dash had filed it was Dash for hashtag FTR, which stands for apparently a lot of different things. It's fuck the revival, fire the revival, fix the revival, a lot of different variations so what there. what happened was um, in the, in an interview somewhere along the line, Cody Rhodes said to somebody, fuck the revival because, you know, he just went, joined the Bullet Club and he's like, the Young Bucks are the best tag team. So they started doing this thing where they're just like, yeah, fuck the revival. <laughs> and then it became hashtag FTR. And now the revival in an ingenious move trademarked hashtag FTR. And they're using it as forever the revival, but the important thing is, hey, if they leave, they can use that tag team name. They could, and then we could even down the line get hashtag FTR versus hashtag DIY. <laughs> uh, ah. At the very least, it's a, a good sign that they thought enough in advance to trademark it themselves rather than to let WWE do it. This is not a WWE-controlled thing, the hashtag FTR. They do have it on their trunks now. And they they lost their tag team title match this week, which I had written up a thing ahead of time of like them winning the championship. I figured WWE might want them to win the titles and be like, you know, hey, guys, stick around. Look, you're champions now. Um, not the case. Uh, that still remains to be seen, though. Supposedly, their contracts aren't up until 2020. And if WWE decides to, they could do what they did with Neville, which is just have him sit it out and not do a damn thing for, at this point, an entire year. Maybe even, like, if it's towards the end of 2020, it could be basically two years, essentially. 
And that would suck for them if that's the case, but who knows? They could always stick around and it could always be blown out of proportion or it could always be something that gets fixed over time. I'm thinking more than likely they still do leave, but, you know, stranger things have happened. So what I like about what I've heard so far is that they're not leaving or they don't want to leave supposedly because they're mad about their own positioning. It's the entirety of the tag teams and how tag teams have zero direction. And I like that because, you know, they are a tag team. You know, they're almost like the road warriors in that one is no good without the other. So, yeah. And even though they didn't come in as a tag team, they've really forged themselves as tag team. Do you remember when Scott Dawson was actually paired up with Alexa Bliss? Yeah, I remember that was like a thing they were going to do as was like a Southern Belle. Yeah. Yeah. That that would have been a mistake. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe it would have been great, but it's just better off the way they did it. The other two, Mike and Maria Canellis, that's a little bit dicier because Maria had tweeted something out saying... There was a picture of uh, Bennett when he was pre-WWE and then a picture of him recently and how he's lost weight and he's gotten more muscular and everything. And she was saying, how is this guy not on TV? Then they did a thing on 205 Live where they both came up to Drake Maverick and they said, it's been five weeks since I've been on TV. And the report had come out that both of them had requested their release. Then Maria said, no, I haven't. And I think it was Ryan Satin of um, PWS that was saying that he had reached out to them for a comment and they said they weren't going to be commenting on it. So they ran with the story. So this is where some of this whole he said, she said type stuff comes into play. And you have to start to take everything with a grain of salt because did that happen? Did he reach out and did they say no comment? Did they say no comment because they just didn't want to deny it? Or did they say no comment because they can't deny it? Is this something that got lost in the shuffle and confusion kind of took everything overboard? Is it that Maria didn't request her release, but Mike did? There's a lot of different variations to this. And it wouldn't shock me at all if both of them had requested their release because they were doing better pre-WWE. They came to WWE and it sort of almost kind of feels like they did just to get like rehab sort of and to have like a little bit of um, like a, a monetary safety net for her having her child. But then right, once that goes out the window, then it becomes suddenly, oh, what are you doing with me? Whatever. To the same well, extent, they came in and WWE didn't do shit with them. So I I get it that they would be frustrated. They had one feud with Sami Zayn and it sucked and then they fucked off for the rest of the time. Yeah, I mean, I would not be surprised at all if they did ask for their release. But at the same time, I believe that Maria is telling the truth when she says it's not true. Now, where I kind of get salty with it is, as somebody who writes for two news sites, to just spin it as somebody's working all these news sites sucks for us because you know what do you report do you start saying well i'm not going to report this because it could easily be a false story 
and then you know oh suddenly you're missing out on big breaking news and i think that part of that is people are now starting to try and turn against the news sites because as in the 90s you know people would go to Meltzer and it was like oh i got secret inside information but now with there being so many it seems like people are trying to throw red herrings out there like i heard a story that the revival thing might actually be a red herring like oh people think that just because they trademarked ftr that they're leaving and it's all just to throw a red herring at these news sites so what we know now is that mike supposedly thought he'd go back to ring of honor he did wonderfully there as part of the kingdom maria who would obviously go with him but you know now it's like where do they go from here maria says they're not going anywhere Mike has a shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees, as does another person who I don't know if you're planning on getting to, but... Who's that? Uh, Ziggler. He had put out something that said uh, later marks, but he's kind of been a troll before, so <laughs> I liked that one of the responses was, cool, bro, see you at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, it's kind of funny. He does have a Pro Wrestling Tees store now. And that's, you know, a non-WWE affiliated thing. Granted, it's mostly for t-shirts where he's paired with his brother. But still, that's a new venture. And I don't, I don't know. Like, last year at this time, we were talking about Ziggler leaving. And then he showed up at the Royal Rumble after, you know, literally dropping the U.S. title. And then he did nothing for the better part of the year. It's... It's so up in the air with all three of them because Revival can't go anywhere. Mike and Maria, even though they have new merch, they shouldn't want to go anywhere because they can still be used and they have that safety net for their daughter. And then Ziggler is Ziggler a lifer with WWE. The report was that he turned down an offer to be a producer, that maybe they're done with him as an in-ring competitor which I'm sure Callum would love, but <laughs> that they want him to be a producer. And my thing is, maybe Ziggler didn't want to go to New Japan or test his skills in a lesser place like Ring of Honor, but what about AEW? Yeah. If I'm Ziggler, I'd go to AEW. I because uh, depending on if he signed some kind of a contract with WWE that would be preventing him to do that, because he could have, I mean... Rumor has it, Kevin Owens signed a five-year contract, so that he wouldn't be able to go at that point. But if I were Ziggler, and if I only signed for another year or something, and that's coming up, I would leave. Because I would think, hey, I want to get into acting, I want to do more stand-up comedy, I want to get into whatever kind of business things I want to do, whatever politics stuff that he's interested in. I think he's going to follow the Jericho methodology of... I've put up a good enough name and I want to get involved in a lot of other kind of things. So let me try myself on my own. And if I'm that confident in my abilities, I should be able to leave and WWE will take me back if I wanted them to. With the other ones, I don't really know because 
Well, with the Revival, I would leave too, because if I were them, I'd think, at this point, WWE is not going to push me. All I'm going to do is stick around for a couple more years, and then they're going to fire me. And then Mike and Maria, it all depends on Maria. If she wants to stick in WWE because she thinks she'll go into the Hall of Fame and she'll be like an ambassador role or something like that, they both have to stay. And then Mike is just going to be a jobber. But if they both think that they can do actual good stuff elsewhere, they both need to go to AEW too. You know, AEW changes the game. And I think we're seeing a lot more. People just say, you know what? I don't need WWE right now. I can try my hand somewhere else. Yeah. But then AEW would have to be careful to not get into that TNA mindset of, oh, we got this 205 Live guy. Let's push him to the moon. Yeah, they're going to have to look at people and actually say, you know what? We've got the Revival. They can be one of our top tag teams. We got Dolph Ziggler. He can be one of our top guys, but he can't be the top guy that we immediately give the championship to just because he's a guy who's coming in from WWE. That kind of thing. You know, they have to learn from the mistakes of TNA. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, Let's go over to something about Hall of Fame. This is kind of one of those just like flub type things, I think, but... There was something put out there about The Undertaker being a Hall of Famer. And, of course, news outlets, we were just talking about, they just, you know, run with whatever they can to kind of get, like, a flashy headline most of the time. Becomes all, is this a spoiler that The Undertaker's going to be in the Hall of Fame this year? Oh, my God, somebody spoiled that he's the headliner of the Hall of Fame. And it's like, uh, I think pretty surely that somebody just had a fuck up, you know? So... I don't know how much I want to say about this because I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but I saw this and ignored it. Initially, like when I first saw this early in the morning, I ignored it because I'm like, yeah, whoever made this graphic, because it was a graphic for the 1992 WWF Survivor Series coming to the network. And they just said, see Hall of Famers like, the Undertaker, Ric Flair, and Shawn Michaels. Now, if I'm, you know, a casual fan who's their graphic designer or whatever, I'd call Undertaker a Hall of Famer too. Shit, I'd believe that he's in there, wouldn't you? I mean, it, he's not a Hall of Famer, so like they have to do their kind of research ahead of time. But he's such an obvious future Hall of Famer that at this point, his legend status makes it to where it's so easy to make that mistake. There's a yeah, lot of people that are like that, that people just sort of like, it wouldn't shock me at all if somebody accidentally said that JBL was a Hall of Famer and he's not in the Hall of Fame yet, you know? Like, um, you know, there's been plenty of guys like Randy Savage for a long time was not a Hall of Famer, but they would routinely refer to him on WWE television as a Hall of Famer. Because it's just they'd like, lump them all together. They'd be like, lots of Hall of Famers have won this championship over the years, like Dusty Rhodes and Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair and Randy Savage. And it's like, oh, yep, he's not a Hall of Famer yet. You know, so that's why I didn't think too much of it, because I'm like, yeah, that's an easy mistake to make. But to have to report it as possible spoilers for the Hall of Fame, like, I kind of felt cheeky about it, because... 
you know, I don't think it's it is a spoiler for this year. It could be. And if it is, you know, God bless him. Like I said, when I posted it on WrestleZone, he has earned an entire wing, if not much, much more. Yeah. So, you know, if he's in the whole thing this year, great. I have a reason to watch it. Now, let's talk about a couple things that revolve around the Royal Rumble. Uh, with Actually, no, let's not go with that one yet. Let's go with uh, some injury reports, so then we'll circle back around to the Royal Rumble. Akum of the Authors of Pain is out with a leg injury. The rumor has it he's not going to be back for at least two months, which puts him past Royal Rumble, which explains not only their absence, but the fact that nothing's going on with Razor, <laughs> you know? Uh, poor guy. What do you do with a Razor if you don't have an Akum? Apparently, you put him into like six man tag matches on live events. Or you have him win a match on main event this week. I forget hey. who he beats. He beats like hey, who, uh, who? Tyler Breeze or somebody, I think. Who knows? We could be talking about a future world champion, Akum, or uh, Razor. <laughs> Razor Ramon. Maybe he gets rid There you go. <laughs> I'd be down for it. Why not? It'd be a third Razor Ramon that we would have. Uh, This one's not an injury per se, but it's something that is going to start making it easier to kind of transition into some of the other talk, which is Lars Sullivan. This has been up in the air about this whole idea that he's had a panic attack before and he was supposed to be having some kind of a match with John Cena at WrestleMania and we've yet to see him. And at first I thought that Maybe there was not a whole lot of truth behind that, but the more that this happens, the more I think that it's true because we haven't seen any work of um, putting in, in anything into him over the past couple of weeks. They've had Nikki Cross wrestle and been on backstage segments and stuff. Lacey Evans has been involved here and there. Heavy Machinery has wrestled. EC3 has popped up. And not Lars Sullivan. Yeah, that is pretty weird. But he still was on their, like, I want to call it the one to watch because that's what we call it. But he was on their, um, like, superstars to look out for in 2019. So they're still planning on doing something with him. It just seems like whatever it is got completely derailed. But then there is a disconnect between the website crew and the main creative crew because if that wasn't the case then for some reason they haven't even updated the fatal four-way cruiserweight title match yet to be the better graphics (laughs) like it's just there's something weird with those kind of people and stuff so if they put that down it wouldn't shock me at all if there was just like no mandate from above saying don't mention lars sullivan and then people just jumped the gun and kind of you know went into it but i think that it's interesting that if he did have this panic attack and if the stories are true that that really screwed him up and that really was the type of thing that they're like, well, we were just about to bring you in and we were going to give you this big John Cena match at WrestleMania and you had a panic attack. We can't trust you anymore. And then Triple H takes some of the brunt of that and whatever. That means to me, you factor that in and you factor in that Braun Strowman's not wrestling that match anymore with Brock Lesnar. So there's no need to have somebody come in and cost him that. And the rumor of the John Cena thing might be out there because now there's this whole rumor that John Cena is injured and he may not be wrestling at the Royal Rumble, let alone wrestling at WrestleMania. Seems to be that, unless this is bullshit, 
Lars Sullivan's not going to fight Cena or Braun Strowman at WrestleMania, and he might just be released or something. He could be that, like, we haven't had any releases for that most part, like, outside of, like, problems. And Lars Sullivan could be the first real, like, release release of the year. We'll see. I don't know. I think they've invested a lot of time into him. Maybe it's a case of, hey, we had plans, plans changed. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not going to say anything for sure until we get past maybe next week's Raw. If I don't see him, I'll say, okay, maybe they're just not going to do anything with him. I think if he doesn't pop up in the Royal Rumble, he's not hanging around. Because this might also just be that they're hoping to kind of push him aside, make people forget about him, but then he comes in and he wrecks the place at the Royal Rumble. But I don't know. Right now I have it down as I'm kind of counting him out of my plans. Mm. Now the John Cena thing, I don't know how that's going to necessarily factor in because they were promoting him as being a part of the Royal Rumble. And there's also news that this might just be complete BS and that he might just be filming a movie and not necessarily want to do the Royal Rumble, which that's really stupid if that's the case. Uh, But if he is doing that from February 4th to April 1st, that kind of makes it hard for him to do a WrestleMania thing. And if the whole plan was him against Lars Sullivan and Lars Sullivan's quit on shaky, uh, shaky foundation, then maybe John Cena doesn't wrestle at WrestleMania either, you know? So, I, I'm trying not to give a long-winded thing here, but I really miss when, even though they wrestled until they were far too old, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair were wrestlers through and through. I really hate that John Cena hasn't done anything significant in wrestling in like the last four to five years. It really kind of rubs me the wrong way because now he's just hurting his legacy. I think because why book this guy in the match? We knew he was shooting the movie. He said he'd be shooting the movie at the end of January and people thought, okay, that means no Royal rumble. And then he comes out and announces himself for the Royal rumble. I have to believe he's legitimately injured. Otherwise, why announce this dude for the match and then not give us John Cena? Unless that's just their attempt to get some more ticket sales. And they're just being assholes about that. Well, but then you have... I would think you have to have The Rock or Batista in his place, wouldn't you? No, I think that they look at this as the Royal Rumble sells itself. People are going to go as long as we make sure that we have a couple things going into it that people are interested in. We just need to sell the tickets and then they'll be fine. Because look at the way that they've booked a couple Royal Rumbles in the past. They're like, we don't need Daniel Bryan in here. Roman Reigns will do fine. It's the Royal Rumble. They love it. Like, remember, they're still not out of that whole mentality that they've been booking the past couple of years even though they keep talking about how that things are changing and all that they clearly haven't and i think that with chase field that they're worried about the ticket prices and they might have just said look john can you come in for like one week to lose to finn balor put him over we'll talk about how you're in the royal rumble you're not going to do it but then we can make this kind of fake injury thing and then that way that explains it and that way you're not getting blamed for it you know i don't know man it's shitty I don't, I don't want to think about it like that because 
just don't bring the guy back if you're not going to have him do what he set out to do. Right. At that point, have him do the match where he wants the title match, but don't announce him for the Royal Rumble. That way, when he loses the title match, people start speculating, well, is John Cena going to be in the Royal Rumble? And you're not promising it, you know? Right. Now, that also brings into the idea that there's a chance that John Cena fights Velveteen Dream at WrestleMania if the Lars Sullivan stuff doesn't work out. Because he has mentioned before about Velveteen Dream. Dream's mentioned before about John Cena. They've tweeted back and forth about each other and different things. So he could be the replacement. They could bring up Velveteen Dream and keep Lars Sullivan down in NXT if he's not ready for it or, you know, whatever the case may be. And Velveteen Dream kind of got into the news a little bit on his own by tweeting out something. He said, I know my worth. The past year I've created a special atmosphere at NXT TakeOver until we can come to an agreement as to what my worth actually is. There won't be any appearances or performances from the Velveteen Dream or my likeness. Thank you. And I go straight to he's working us and that this is nothing. But what are you thinking about it? I think he's working us and I I originally just thought he was trolling all of the AEW stuff. Like, he was just making fun of people going, yeah, I know my worth, I'm better. But, like, no, I think he's Royal Rumble down because, correct me if I'm wrong, he doesn't have a match. At least as far as right now, he doesn't have a match. And there's a little bit of spoilers when it comes to, like, the NXT talk and all that. There's a part where he sort of kind of addresses that he wants to be in that North American title shot too. But as far as I'm aware, they don't announce that it's a triple threat. It just stays Johnny Gargano versus Ricochet. And if he doesn't have that match, then, you know, that's even more of a reason to think that he might be in the Royal Rumble. But even if he does have the match, he still could. Last year, we had Adam Cole. We had Andrade Cien Almas, who is no longer Andrade Cien Almas anymore. That's another little story. That's fucking stupid. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But the um, uh, Ember Moon was in the Royal Rumble last year. So just because they do wrestle at Phoenix doesn't mean that they necessarily won't wrestle the night after, you know? Now, did Adam have a match for Saturday? Uh, no, he doesn't. It's oh. Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Roderick Strong. That's depressing. Um,. Yeah, I think he's Royal Rumble bound because him, Cole, Gargano, and Ciampa are great, but one of them's got to go up, right? Like, one of them has seen their absolute zenith, and it's not going to be Cole. It's not going to be Gargano or Ciampa. I'd like to see whoever is going to do the best job right now. And who would that be in your mind? Right now, I think maybe, depending on the scenario, I think Alistair Black. I think Velveteen Dream could use a little bit more time. Actually, it's not so much that Velveteen Dream could use more time. It's WWE could use more time to fit themselves for Velveteen Dream. Well, we're going to find out this weekend. I think he definitely shows up in the Royal Rumble. He and that I'd go tweet as far as to say he might be one or two because that entrance, that entrance needs time. Yeah, I didn't think that he would, but with this tweet, I'm starting to think that that's the case. Um, 
Yeah. So, how stupid is the Andrade thing? Ah, oh, man. It pisses me off because it's just... For anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, on SmackDown, they made it a point to address on multiple occasions on his uh, entrance, on uh, Greg Hamilton saying his name, on the little Titantron thing, whatever like that. Andrade Cien Almas is no, no longer Andrade Cien Almas. He's just Andrade now. So in the vein of Elias Samson and Alexander Rusev and Antonio Cesaro and Biggie Langston and who else did we lose here? Um, uh, Adrian Neville. Adrian Neville, yeah. Alexander Rusev. We've got uh, just so many different people over this time frame. Um, Apollo, not Cruz, but back to Cruz. Yeah, they did that for a temporary <laughs> thing, which is really stupid. I'm surprised that they bothered to do this. I'm always surprised that they bothered to do this because it's stupid. And his theme music still says Andrade Cien Almas. And I just don't understand the philosophy behind it. Like, is this supposed to be a thing where people go, well, it's too hard to remember that name? Because that, if that's the case, you're a goddamn idiot. You know, do we need to do that with everybody from now on? Like, is it like, well, it's really hard to refer to Shinsuke Nakamura as Shinsuke Nakamura. So now he needs to be Naka or something. I actually heard that when he was coming in, they were, they were going to drop the Shinsuke. It's just Nakamura. He's just going to be Nakamura. That's so dumb. I hate that they do this. Andrade. Like the thing is. The only one I can forgive is, well, there's two, Rusev and Cesaro. We're actually just better off. I think Elias works better than Cesaro. Big E Langston to me, I don't understand why they got rid of Langston. He still could have been Big E Langston. I just, I don't like the Andrade thing. If you wanted to keep him at one name, just call him CN. Like, why, why Andrade? Like, what in your mind says, that's the one, that's the name? Well, it's also just, why is this an issue right now? He's been on the roster long enough with the same name that he's made a name for himself as Andrade Cien Almas. And I can get that maybe they would want to drop the Cien. Maybe they want to give him a different nickname. But then he would be Andrade Almas. And it's just like, who? Well, not who, because it's Vince McMahon. But, like, why would Vince wake up on Tuesday morning and just be like, you know what? I don't want him to be Andrade San Almas anymore. Fuck it. He has to be Andrade now. It's just like, you're focused on that, but you can't figure out a better way to utilize all the other people on the roster and fix all these other problems. It's almost as if somebody said to me, hey, Tony, you're not getting a whole bunch of ad revenue on your Fanboys Anonymous review point things. How do you get a better result for that? And I go, I know. I'm going to change the hue of the yellow in the all talk show logo. <laughs> and then somebody's like, you haven't uploaded any all talk show stuff since 2015. And I'd be like, yep, well, that's what I want to fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm I pretty sure you're just going to say, you know what? I'm changing the name to Fanonymous. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, maybe that would work. I don't know. But, uh, it's just this stupid, like superfluous thing. And it makes me, so furious about this because it's kind of like I thought we were past this 
And I just can't wait until Vince stops doing this because that can't be Triple H that's signing off on these things. No, just like, and maybe I'm too much of a sheep for Triple H and I can admit that, but I can't believe that Triple H wouldn't use the revival the way he used them successfully in NXT or I can't believe he wouldn't use even a guy like Bo Dallas the same way he used him in NXT. Like, Triple H knows what to do with these people. That's why Cesaro became a star. That's why Rusev became a star. That's why Andrade became a star. You know? And for some reason, it just doesn't hit the same way. I just, Andrade is stupid. It's... Uh, pisses me off. Yeah, I feel like it's Vince, if anything, being like, now it's my thing. Because I took away that CN Almas. As if it's like he didn't already own the trademark for two Andrade CN Almas, you know? Not even that, but like, I... And again, just in my mind, I think Vince likes to utilize NXT people who weren't crazy successful in NXT. You know, I think that's part of the reason why everybody who just got called up never won a title in NXT. I think like it's almost like a rivalry with triple H even. Yeah. Like if you look at, and I know Callum in the past has said, well, it's because he likes attractive blonde women. Yeah. But if you look at the, the three people from NXT that have been crazy successful in the main roster, Alexa, Elias and Carmella. Oh, Charlotte. Well, yeah. Charlotte is the exception, not the rule. But Charlotte, Charlotte. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah, like Charlotte. If Randy Orton would have came up in NXT, Randy Orton would have still gone somewhere. Yeah. You know, like, if you look at everybody else, Big E struggled for a long time. Bo Dallas never found his footing. Neville never found his footing. Tyler Breeze. Uh, Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. Sanity. The Ascension. The Authors of Pain, to a certain extent. Yes, not to a certain extent, but very much the author's opinion. And I think, you know, Vince sees Alexa Bliss, who was just a manager, and he's like, I'm going to make her a star, and now she's ours. Ha ha. It's just so stupid, because now I'm looking at the roster, and I'm sitting there going, all right, well, who are they going to fuck up next? Is it going to be... And they didn't do this in the past, too. Like, can you imagine if they would have just had, like, well, we can't have Jake the Snake Roberts anymore, so he's just going to be Roberts. Or... We don't want to make this too confusing for people that we've got uh I don't know, go with like um Razor Ramon. Oh, let's just have him be Razor. And I'm looking at the roster and I'm thinking there are so many people that I could see them doing this with too. I could see them changing Baron Corbin to just be Corbin. That wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me at all to go with Lashley. Because he was Constable. Constable Corbin. But I could see them doing it with Braun Strowman and just having him be Strowman. Or just have him be Braun, more than likely. Uh, It wouldn't shock me at all if they did that with Drew McIntyre. Harper and Rowan, to an extent. Yeah, Harper and Rowan, they did. Uh, it, it wouldn't shock me with Drew McIntyre if they just had him be McIntyre. But why? 
Exactly. There's no reason why. There's Connor O'Brien used to be Connor O'Brien. Now he's Connor. Yeah. Uh, Rick Victor. It's just Victor. Otis Dozovic. You think he's going to just be Dozovic at some point? Uh, oh, wait. No, Dozovic, because he's Dozovic. Even though we've now we got clarification, it's Dijakovic or Dijakovic, not Vich. So that's even more fucking confusing, but. Uh, it's just stupid. Oh, Tamina Snuka. She used to be Tamina Snuka. Now she's just Tamina. Well, did they go back to her just being Tamina? Yeah, it's just I'm Tamina. I'm very confused about that. And um, Natalia Neidhart. That's another one that they did. Because it's not like they don't refer to her as Neidhart all the time, right? No, they never mention her father. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kane and Undertaker never had a last name. <laughs> Maybe that's Kane, where their success is. Kane Bearer. You never hear him Kane Bearer. <laughs> Seamus O'Shaughnessy. There was another one that they used to do. You know what? But that's that's for the better. <laughs> um, did, did Naomi ever have a second name? I don't Naomi think she did. Knight. Naomi Knight? Yeah, you're right. There, Naomi's another uh, Maurice. Um, AJ Lee, who for a while was just AJ, and then they went back to Lee. TJP. Yeah, to shorten is, that. That that had a fucking weird explanation to it. That yeah, reportedly sort of... Vince just did like the restaurant Perkins. He's like, I don't want, I don't want our guys associated with that place. He's just TJP. <laughs> well, TJP himself tweeted out saying, "No, I just asked him. I wanted it to be TJP." So that one, if you buy that story, it's actually TJP saying it. But um, I hate this whole Andrade thing, and it's really stupid. Andrade's yeah. stupid Almas. That's what it should be from now on. That's not his fault. It's not Vince, but, you know. Uh, talking about some kind of stupidity of these things going on, uh, WWE had tweeted out some stuff about the Royal Rumble. They said that on Sunday that every half an hour they were going to address a new entrant for the Royal Rumble, for the women's Royal Rumble. They kept it to only the women's. I don't know why. They could have just done it for the men's, too. And they only announced, like, five people. And then they had people wait another half an hour then said, ah, that's it. So people were pissed about it. They had said Nikki Cross, who was pretty much a guarantee. That's the thing, too. All these people were guarantees. And some of the people, they actually had already announced that they were going to be in there. Like They were like, oh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. And it's like, yeah, you said that. So what are you going to do? Just like break down all the people you've already said? Yeah, I kind of took it as when I initially read it, because they didn't give a time frame. They just said, starting at 12. We're going to announce a new competitor every 30 minutes. And I said, okay, so are you going to announce all 30? And then I went, no, because that would take you in like two o'clock in the morning on the next day. But like, just give a time frame, just say from 12 to five and people would have been fine. And just say, we're going to announce a few more people and actually announce the people that necessarily aren't announced already because I think that they had put Naomi on there too, right? Didn't they? I'm guessing if they really went out of their way that those names probably weren't official, but they were like obvious assumed names because, for example, Charlotte. Well, uh, no shit. You know, like... Yeah. Now, that one wasn't announced ahead of time. I know that because I've been trying to keep up with this as much as I possibly can. And I'm almost 100% positive. I had put down... Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Naomi, and I think there was one other person that had already been announced, but they had announced it on their Twitter accounts or something. 
And then that became like, okay, well, you announced like, oh, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. Now, technically, that might not be the same as WWE putting it out there, but I kind of remember some of them being on the list on WWE.com, which, of course, goes back to what we were talking about before. There could be a disconnect between the social media people on Twitter, the wrestling website people, the main creative team. You know. My God, it's just It's just stupid because it's the type of thing that you know when you announce something, especially to this type of audience, you know they're expecting something interesting. And if you tell people something interesting is going to happen, and then nothing interesting happens because you don't have anything for that, it's your fault for building up the hype. I can't say to everybody, oh man, next week when we're doing that mailbag, you guys, you have no idea. And then go, yeah, because I didn't have any idea either. And then just say like, so, you know, you guys like uh, cheese on your hot dogs? And then just kind of, you know, be like, that's the big thing or something. If I'm going to put out something saying this is going to be a big deal or something where I go like, hey, pay attention to our Twitter account. We're going to be announcing stuff. I expect to deliver to the people that are listening to my stuff that whatever I have for them is going to be sufficient. And I think that that would have been the case if they would have ended it with Trish and Lita. And I thought that they were. I really did think at least we were getting, hey, Trish and Lita are official. Because it wouldn't have been a major surprise. They did it last year. They did Evolution. It's not like, oh my god, can you believe that they're back? Right. I'm expecting them to be in there. And that's not going to be a surprise when they pop up if that's the case, too. I'd be more surprised if they aren't in the match. But at least people would go, okay, cool. You got confirmation of that. Right now, we're currently at... 21. 21 people, yeah. So there isn't a whole lot of room, but we still have... NXT, NXT UK, people from the Young Classic that they can bring back, new people that they could sign in, and returning legends. Uh, we also have Maria Canellis and Maurice, and technically Stephanie McMahon, but uh, Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks could come back in. There's a lot of variety for those extra nine people, but everybody else, it was... I mean, look at it last year. We were like, all right, well, everybody on the roster is going to be involved because it's just the way that it is. So you can't really get away with just being like, and the people that we're going to announce are the other people. And then they didn't even announce Lacey Evans. They waited until Monday Night Raw to do that, which admittedly, that was kind of a mistake, I think, because it was a bigger deal to announce that Alexa Bliss was back into the match. And that could have been how they ended. But if they would have said Lacey Evans, that would have made a little bit more sense to me, too. Which I'm surprised that they didn't save Alexa for the surprise. For the Twitter surprise? No, just like, who's coming out next? Oh, shit. Alexa's cleared. Here we go. Maybe they do have at least like one surprise to kind of like offset that. We'll because, talk about that when we get to our predictions of who we'd like to see and stuff, too, by the way. Yeah. I, but I can I understand like, people being upset about the tweets. I feel like they do this thing now because nothing is a secret or sacred anymore where, oh, you know, hey, guess what? We're doing Triple H and The Undertaker at in Australia, and it's like, 
that was fucking random. And you announced this on Twitter in the middle of the day on like a Saturday. What are you doing? Because that's what they think the digital age is. Well, there's no more surprises, so let's not hide anything. You know? Uh, it's just people out of touch. Yeah. Uh, speaking about people out of touch, there were supposedly plans for a Hulk Hogan statue that may or may not be real. And if they are, they might not bother have, uh, to do that or they might hold off on it. It's just one of those news stories where it's like, I heard that they were doing the statue and that they aren't going to do it anymore. And I don't know any of the details about it, but I hear it. Uh, it wouldn't shock me at all if there were plans for a statue for Hulk Hogan, but it also kind of is sort of confusing to me because it's kind of like, well, they've not had Hulk Hogan in the family for a couple of years now. And if that's the case, then when did they start having this plan and why did it take all this long for this to happen? You know? Yeah. I think that the Hulk Hogan statue is made. I think it's been made. I think that it's almost a given in my eyes that it's a made statue and whether or not they do it it's all because Hulk Hogan said some really on take your take your vitamins and say your prayer type things and people are gonna hold him to that and yeah I think if the statue is made it's just going to sit in Hulk Hogan's house, you know? <laughs> I think it'll sit in the warehouse. No, it's sitting in Hulk Hogan's house. And these reports had said that they made a fabulous Moolah statue that they were going to reveal at WrestleMania. Oh, no, that and... was made. Didn't they have the fucking, they had the graphic of it. Yeah. Like the little, you know, 3D vector render of the fabulous Moolah statue, which isn't made because it's the fallopian tubes free-for-all. I wonder <laughs> if they're bringing that back. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I do not think that they are planning anything out when it comes to those battle royals until at least the end of February. It would not shock me at all if we go into the end of March and they still don't have a plan of who is going to win those matches, let alone who's going to compete in it. But we do know that they're more than likely going to do that. And we know it's going to be like Dana Brooks going to be in it and Alicia Fox is going to be in it and all these people that aren't going to get bigger deals. And it wouldn't shock me at all if Alexa Bliss wins that. It's putting that out uh, there already. So the Bell Twins did an interview and they spoke about the women's tag team championships. Now, if it's not Trish and Lita at WrestleMania against whoever the champions are, it's got to be them, right? I would assume so, yeah. It'll be really stupid if it ends up being that the Bella Twins come into the Elimination Chamber and win, and then it's Bella Twins against Trish and Lita. Well, never mind that. I just, I do not like the idea of the Bella Twins inside the Elimination Chamber. I'm fine with them getting a shot at and even possibly winning the Women's Tag Team Championships, but I don't want them in that Chamber match. I say hold them off until SummerSlam. Have them fight for the tag titles at SummerSlam instead. Do you think they should win? Yeah. Okay. I'm just no because I've gotten many varied responses, and I just wanted yours because I do think that they should be the women's tag team champions. And I would go as far as to say that their era was an era that needed 
women's tag team championships more than this era because their era was all about the buddy system where everybody had like a partner and I'm surprised that we're just getting here now. I could see I could see a lot of things happening with that, but I don't we'll know. Cross that bridge when we get there. Yep. So I have one more hot tag that uh, is down here, which is the Edge and Christian show that totally reeks of awesomeness. Game of Jabrones was the name of the episode, which is a Game of Thrones thing. And um, I had talked about before that I like Kill Bill and actually never ended up watching Kill Bill again. I mentioned that week that I was like, you know, pretty interested in rewatching it. I had other shit to do. Like, it's taken me a while to get through Punisher season two. I'm going to record my review point of that after this and stuff. But uh that made me like the Kill Bill one. I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. Never seen a single episode. So all the Game of Thrones stuff on this episode just didn't do it for me. I didn't even smirk. Yeah, and I told you before we started, I didn't get the chance to watch the episode. But had I watched, I am also like you and that I've never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. So it would have been lost on me as well. I know that that's blast for me for some people because everybody nerds. loves that, but yeah, uh, swords and sandal stuff is not my thing. When um, you get into dragons, I don't care about dragons. When you get into, you know, like the honor system of the Viking, what? No, don't care. Yeah, not my thing. Uh, there weren't really any other parts of this episode that stood out to me. There was a section where Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were making fun of the podcast side of things, and that wasn't really all that funny. To me, at least, of course, some people may love it. Um, there was a part where they did the chump stain challenge. I liked that. I usually like that. That's usually my favorite part. And they were doing like an emoji guest game. So they had like, uh, for instance, it was like a like a kissy face, uh, like lipstick kind of thing. And a pair of, uh, a, like a bar of chocolate. So it was like sexual chocolate. Uh, I was like, I, I enjoyed that part. There was something with Randy Orton seeing a therapist that wasn't funny. Yeah, that wasn't all that funny. I'm trying to remember what else there was. There was something Did that made me laugh. Him having IED. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just a very underwhelming episode. I think that this one's definitely a skip for anybody. Okay, fair enough. Next week, uh, we're going to have, when we do the hot tags, we'll be able to address the 24 special of WrestleMania, which is almost always one of the better things of the year in my mind. So that's good. I don't think that anything's happened else this week about network stuff. Apparently, NXT um, UK is still sticking around in the 3 p.m. slot, so that sucks. So they uh, added superstars, so you're a child of that era. How, are you excited for that? Nah. I might watch a couple episodes, but yeah, I'm still behind on Young Justice. I'm still the you know. uh, the one that's on the the DC universe. Yes, that is where I'm watching it legally. <laughs> uh, well, Tony, of course. I I mean, I have helped you watch this. <laughs> uh. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the superstar stuff. Kind of neat. I might check out an episode I, or so. I can't believe it's taken them five years to put their A-brand show from their most successful era onto the network. That's WWE for you. But maybe they'll uh, change the name of it to just Super because it's thing when things are too long, you have to shorten it. You know? Well, no, here's the reality. Uh, 
the reason they're starting with April of 92, because beforehand, when it was called the Superstars of Wrestling, that name is marred in some legal stuff. So they have not cleared that up and they have not put that on the network. (laughs) So stupid. Anyway, that's it uh, for what I have. Anything else you got? Um, I do not believe so. I'm just going to do a quick check of like PW Insider and stuff like that. Um, as far as I'm aware, there wasn't any other big stories. But then again, who knows? Might have been like totally missing something. At the very least from like the indie side of things. I'm sure some people are like, what? You're not covering that this person won the title at Major League Wrestling? Or it's like, nope. No idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like we're all good. Alrighty, everybody, then that means we're wrapping up here. So drop your comments below and tell us what you thought about these different topics. Make sure that you send in those mailbag questions for next week. Make sure you also subscribe to the YouTube channel and ring that bell for the notifications because the things that are going to be coming up next are all pay-per-view related. You have the pay-per-view point predictions for NXT TakeOver Phoenix, the pay-per-view predictions for Royal Rumble, the post-show for both of those. Oh, we do have some... I don't mean to like cut you off there, but um, Wrestling Inc. Exclusive news on former NJPW and Impact stars starting at the Performance Center soon. Trevor Lee, who actually openly announced that he was going to WWE. Sam Shaw, who will be starting in February. Sammy Woolshaw. Rachel Ellering and Karen Q. All right. That took them long enough. So there's ACH. He's all right. Ugh. Um, What's his name? Canadian Tag Team 3.0. Scott Parker and Shane Matthews. Never heard of them. And then there's Jonah Rock. Elliot Never heard Sexton, of. And Never heard. Nick Camarado. Who Nick? Is... Nick Camarado? Yeah. Nick Camarado was an OTW dude. I've been around this guy ton, uh, tons of times. I was wow. going to say, he's a Jersey guy. He's a former Monster Factory champion. Nick Camarado is somebody that I have recorded many promos for. I've told him what to say during promos. If anybody's interested, oldtimewrestling.net, you can check out some old Nick Camarado stuff. Now then, Tony, are you going to, to the performance center? Uh, well, let's just put it this way. I am going to start tweeting out that I know my worth and (laughs) the funny thing to me is that they would totally change your name to like, you're going to be Anthony orange, (laughs) right? Just so we could own it. Tony Kiwi, a little bit of insight for Nick Camarado when, um, Jerry Briscoe came to talent scout. He had a conversation with Nick and a couple other people, but with Nick in particular, he was like, uh, lose a little bit more weight and focus on the fundamentals. And then we'll maybe be talking to you. God, that's such a Jerry Briscoe thing to say. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, wow, that's, that's really surprising. Nick actually was dating a friend of mine for a couple of years. Cause he's just in this area. So, Hey, I'll have to shoot Nick a message and be like, yo, what's up, dude? You still mad at uh, when you can't cut the promos? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you still gonna kick some chairs? <laughs> oh, I'm burying this guy already. That, there's your thumbnail, Tony. You know the you know somebody who's getting signed to the performance center. 
Oh my god, I should use some of the um, old footage I have. <laughs> I don't want to be mean. Uh, yeah. Anyway, wrapping up here. <laughs> um, hit that subscribe button and uh, pay attention to those other things we got coming your way. Uh, we also have, of course, the Facebook and Twitter accounts at Smart Moment for you to follow. There is the Patreon account for Smart Out Moment. We also have one for Fanboys Anonymous. So take advantage of those tiers, throw a buck our way, whatever the case may be. We have the Public and Redbubble shops for you to pick up some merchandise. I mentioned fanboysanonymous.com. I already have up my review of Glass on that, and I will be posting my review of Season 2 of Punisher. Uh, whatever else is happening. Up there? Uh, I've got Reign of Superman, yep. And Oscar stuff is coming out pretty soon, the nominations and stuff, so you'll be seeing predictions and... Some different things posted on that site, fanboysanonymous.com. And whatever else is happening, just keep following me all over the place. Do the same thing with Rob here. Rob, what do you want to tell us out? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DudeFelice. You can check out WrestleZone.com for your daily wrestling news. I do the news there from about 12 noon to 4 in the evening. I'm also heavily involved in the WrestleZone Daily Podcast which you can either watch live on Facebook or check out on iTunes at WrestleZone Radio. Now, this coming Sunday, before we do the Royal Rumble, we're doing the Fast Food Royal Rumble. And what this is, is a simulation on on WWE 2K19 of 30 fast food mascots fighting it out for fast food brand supremacy. Now, I'm kind of surprised we've never done this, Tony, because we are snack talk. (laughs) But we will be doing this through WrestleZone.com, and you can check it all out there. Also, don't forget E-Wrestling News, Time Killer Apparel, and all the other cool stuff that we all have over on SmartOutMoment.com, including the weeklies. And something really cool that we may be taping later this week, and I won't steal Callum's thunder, but... Be on the lookout for something special coming here to Smack Talk. So if it's not Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, or Wendy's, it's wrong. So the winner? The uh, Chick-fil-A cows are in the match. Hmm. It's I put way too much time into this fucking thing. <laughs> Alrighty, everybody. Remember, drop your comments below, as I mentioned before, and share your support through whatever means that you can, whether it's a like, a favorite, a share, whatever they want to call it this week on YouTube. I don't know. And uh, just keep staying tuned for all the stuff that's happening. We will see you then. This has been another Smart Out Moment, and we're being counted out. <laughs>